Hello and welcome to Power of the Pitch, a special podcast of the United Nations Office of Counterterrorism. My name is Dave Brundle, and I'm your host for this series, which has been designed and produced by the International Hub on Behavioural Insights to Counterterrorism, inspired by the experience and reflecting the work of the multi-year global program on security of major sporting events and the promotion of sport and its values as a tool to prevent violent extremism that the UN Office of Counterterrorism delivers in partnership with the UN Interregional Crime and Justice Research Institute, the UN Alliance of Civilization, and the International Center for Sports Security. For this series, we will examine how behavioral insights are being applied to sports and when addressing violent extremism factors that may conduce to terrorism. In this series, we will introduce you to programs aiming to prevent violent extremism through sports and its values, and share the personal stories from world-renowned athletes and advocates of female empowerment and inclusivity. We will discuss the powerful role of sports diplomacy and take a close look at the innovative policies and practices being used by governments and organizations to ensure that sport remains a safe pastime and profession for future generations. In this exclusive series, we will be joined by behavioral and violent extremism experts, as well as by sports professionals who will talk about their experiences and share their knowledge. In today's installment, we're talking with Somali-born athlete and Save the Dream ambassador, Suad Gallo. Growing up, Suad discovered her passion for basketball and with the support of the then Somali government, was given the co-captaincy of the Somali women's national basketball team. Her sporting successes landed her a scholarship to play basketball for the University of District of Columbia in Washington, DC. However, in her home country, Somalia, civil war had broken out and following the rise of Al-Shabaab, women and girls were banned from participating in any sport with threats of punishment and even death. Suad sat with the Doha Hub's BI expert, Ken Reedy, to explain how despite the ongoing conflict in Somalia, she remains determined to provide women and girls in her country with the opportunity and safe environment to engage in sporting activities. Her dedication to empowering girls and women is inspirational. I hope you enjoy this episode. Suad Yaro, thank you so much for, for joining us. We're thrilled to have you. Welcome to The Power of the Pitch. Thank you very much. So today we're talking about empowering women through sports and peace building. Let's start from the very beginning. Tell us your story and then we'll understand how you got here. I'm from Somalia originally, but Somali-American. When I was age seven, my older sister, Safiya, used to play basketball in Somalia, and I was the youngest for the family. So she yeah. always take me, her training, yeah. uh, to watch me, because my mom and my dad was going to work, and I was the youngest. Yeah. So since then, I learned from that age seven years old in Somalia, mid-80s. Yeah, yeah. So I play basketball in middle school, yeah. uh, regional, um, uh, level A in Somalia yeah. as a professional. I became Somali national team. Unfortunately, I get a basketball scholarship at the University District of Columbia yeah. in uh, Washington, D.C. Mm. And after 25 years, I came back to Somalia to visit my f old father, who was very ill at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I realized 2009, everything we 
dream about as women in sports, Somalia, or women's education has been destroyed. I did not know what to do, but I have been thinking since 2009, what to do? How can I help my younger generation mm. who has a dream and hope? So then uh, I decided to come back 2015 yeah. and visit uh, the city I grew up, uh, the capital city of Mogadishu, mm-hmm. looking for my older friends who we play Somali national team yeah, yeah. and we play among each other. So, and then I find a lot of women who was like, really needs help and have a, doesn't have a hope for Somalia at the time because since 1991, Somalia been through a lot of challenge. Yeah. And we never had a strong government, even mm-hmm. though they we were working hard towards to hope, but it wasn't um, good enough to protect women yeah. and children. Yeah. So that's the day I decided uh, to establish or take the initiative to bring women's sports back in Somalia. How did you want to go about doing that, right? So it's, it's a huge mission. How did you do it? You know, every uh, initiative you take, it has a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it comes with success. So, and it's a lot of challenge you are going through. Yeah. But when you hard and your brain feels you can do it, no one can stop you. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? I know the government is struggling itself, but we have to support our government. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I took the initiative Women in Sports in Somalia, especially young girls. And it's not easy uh, feel, but I have a lot of friends and family who support me the idea. Yeah. Even though they worry about me when I go to Somalia because yeah, yeah. I have uh, two children, they cannot believe it. I'm taking the risk in capital city of Mogadishu, which, you know, and sometimes when we go to train in one district, Mm-hmm. You never know if you're coming back safe at home. So a lot of young girls, when they are coming and they are excited, the parent cannot sleep or cannot wait because they don't know if their girls are coming back. That's what we're going through. Tell me about basketball in Somalia. Is this a popular sport? Basketball in my generation was the second popular sport in Somalia. Ah, okay. What's the first? Football, I suppose? Football, I yeah. see, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and tell me, um, when you were growing up and playing playing basketball, was it easy to actually do this? And is it different now? Yes, it was easy for us because we do have a strong government. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. a system working. Yeah. We don't have it now. The security issue are killing yeah. the women in sports or women yeah. in education or women in power. Any women in Somalia, women doctors, women ministries, women parliamentary, right. any woman is going through hardest time because yeah. when we have the government government protect people but our government are trying yeah but still we have a lot of problem a lot of issue a lot of challenge oh, yeah. so there's no protection 100 percent to protect women and children as right. you know Somalia, 70 percent is youth yeah but they never seen sports and happiness and free schools free education free health so what they see fighting al-shabaab they seen in uh, listening in the media corruption yeah they never had a people they a lot of people put their heart or their brain something clean so 70 percent when they have hopeless what yeah. are you expecting they go in wherever they can get their daily life yeah so that's why a lot of people and myself we are putting a lot of ever our 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 children the future children so empowering women is very important because they're becoming a mother raising the child Mm-hmm. So when you go to Somalia, 70, 80 percent mothers are working on the street to survive 
daily food with their kids, yeah. sending schools. So empowering women, you empowering community. But I'm, I'd imagine it's extremely dangerous and difficult to do this now in Somalia. Every initiative you take is a very dangerous, but success uh, story comes with it, has a solution. We did not have the 100% solution, but hope is in the air. We can see the light. Yes. Now, I believe you just came back from Somalia and you're working on a project, your latest project of bringing hope through sports and female empowerment. Could you tell us about this project? Absolutely. 2016, uh, I did the first project called Interstate Tournament for Women Only, the first time ever it happened in Somalia. Yeah. Uh, it's a five different states and the capital city of Mogadishu, uh, phase one. We went each state yeah. to create a team and uh, a basketball team, coaches and delegation and all women yeah. to be safe side for yeah. the girls and the parents. And then after the first phase, we did the second phase. We went to Garoui, Putland, yep. state of Somalia, mm-hmm. who doesn't have a basketball court. We built basketball court. Okay, okay? fantastic. And it was that time was the safest place we can gather all yeah. the states and the capital city of Mogadishu. All the girls' states came together yeah. and make unity and peace building. Mm-hmm. So that time I realized a lot of parents and local government and modern sheikhs are looking for women coaches, uh, women okay. uh, referees, and women uh, media. Yeah. So the women can be peacefully. So cannot be al-Shabaab or the extremist religious cannot interfere. So there's actually a lot of demand for female empowerment in Somalia. A lot. This is not what we hear. You know, this is not the usual story. It is not. And even when I was going back to Somalia, the reason I was going back, I was facing that al-Shabaab and extremist religious are stabbing women in sports or women education. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's not the case only. The parents, the mothers and the fathers, yeah. even they believe that that's not the right action to go, yeah. women in sports. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't believe that because they never seen, we never educated all the Somali, my generations, they flew the country. So when I came back, the first challenge I was dealing with the parent, me, the parent, yeah. Yeah. do a lot of workshop. You have uh, to recruit them. You have to get them on board. He yeah. said, why? What's the benefit for sports? Right. For why? your yeah. child. Yeah. Why? And there's so much risk for them if their daughter goes to sports. Yeah. To do and why you do, Why you worried about your daughter playing yeah. sports? Yeah. And number one, they're talking about girls and boys are playing together. It's forbidden. Yeah. I said, I understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the local government says that there's no way you can train women's sports or you can tell women's sports or physical education for the community. But I try my best to understand the matters. I explain to them. I play basketball. I play Somali national team. I play U.S. My daughter is playing right now and she's playing in college. Do you think so? Is this a bad person? Do I look like a bad person? And they said, no. I said, I'll tell you the benefit for your daughter to play sports. We build physically and mentally a unity, integration, sharing, getting stronger, making decisions, and becoming a leader just like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what you need. You gather to, you gather to experience, you do not yeah. experience, but give the opportunity to give your daughter yeah. to have experience. 
when you make this this pitch, right? When you go to parents and go, look, you know, there's a whole bunch of excellent reasons why you should your daughter should be playing sports. How many of them say you are right? I'm going to do it. Is it most? Is it half? Is it less? From the beginning, yeah, seventy percent, eighty percent say no. Okay, okay, yeah. But don't give up. Right, you you, you have to educate yeah. them. Okay, it's education. So to see me coming back, going to all the way DC, like thirty-five yeah. hours to go to DC, coming yeah. back to Somalia, talking to the younger generation, meeting their parents, yeah. becoming a friends, yeah, hundred percent, almost ninety percent right now. Wow. Even the parents are coming to watch their girls when they're playing game. Okay. The parents self walking around with the girls are exercise. And many mothers are appreciating because the girls go home, yeah. take a shower, yeah. they attire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no movies, no rooming around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. they keep calling me, they say, whatever you're doing, you're doing a good job, keep it up. So I build up, uh, I bring a new idea, train the trainers, train more coaches, mm-hmm. train more referees, yep. train more yeah. uh, admin. Mm-hmm. So they all come together and work together and the parent feels comfortable, the father agree. Do you also ask the parents to ask other parents? So it's not just you going to, to make the pitch, but it's also the other parents telling other parents, your daughter should be doing this as well. You know, from the beginning, we did not do that, but we're approaching the girls to bring their friends, their classmates. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the other parents are tagging their girls, they're talking to the neighbors. Yeah. From the beginning, before we start any tournament or any uh, train the trainers, we educate the parent. We do yeah. three, four days mm-hmm. workshops to explain the benefits of sports for women. Yeah. So that's what they learn right now. And... Mogadishu is the capital city, yeah, yeah. but go into the other cities, like the city yeah. of Garoe, mm-hmm. go into the city of Kismayo, yeah. Chohar, it's a different. So you have to give time, yeah. ambition, and understandable. It's a long-term investment. It's a long. And finally, my goal was to bring a lot of international community, uh, community attention to Somali, especially yeah. women in sports. Yeah. We're not getting any help. We're not getting any social media. We're not getting any media. Yeah. Because the media, they're only looking for Al-Shabaab. And yeah. they're talking about politician. But yeah. the politician, Al-Shabaab, yeah. it's 0.5 or 5% in the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so how yeah. about the other 95%? People need education. People need healthy. People need, uh, I mean, it's everything. They use 70%. Well, that, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, so now... The big project is coming next year. Yeah, tell me about that. So that project we call Restoring Hope and Opportunity Through Sports. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So if if you play in sports, you cannot start age 16, 17. Yeah, you have it's to go much lower. Yeah, much mu- lower. Much, yeah. The grassroots. Yep. So we are focusing physical education. We are focusing schools. Mm-hmm. So we are going to different cities and communicating the Minister of Youth, yeah. Minister of Education, and educating what we are doing through the schools. Why so important? Because youth has energy. Youth needs happiness. So, and sports is a part of that. And Somalia, it's a country for a lot of challenge. And 70% it's youth. So if we don't make the, our youth happy or make them busy, they're going to do, they go in a wrong direction. They're going to do something else. Which yeah. they did already. Yeah. And people yeah. are complaining. I don't complain them. Yeah. Because when I was young and in Somalia, I was yeah. going to full-time school. Yeah. I was going to play basketball. 
We do have a basketball to watch. Mm. So we never had a lot of time to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're too busy. But when you are Somalia, there's no opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to open the doors. Yeah. As a diaspora, uh, as a diaspora, uh, uh, Somalian diaspora, they have yeah. to come back and open the doors. Yeah. And we do, and it's a lot. It's not only me. I'm focusing on women in sports, but it's a lot of Somali diaspora who, who went back to Somalia and doing two different uh, initiatives. Okay. If your numbers of girls, women playing sports gets very big, Al-Shabaab will see this and they may do something. And I'd imagine that's also a concern for the parents and for the players. How do you alleviate that risk? How do you tell them to, don't worry, to... It's true when you are in Somali South, and especially when you are in the capital city, yeah. Yeah. it's a lot of worries. Yeah. And I am a parent. Yeah. I understand. I listen to them. As a matter of fact, we cannot do any tournament. The city I grew up Yeah. The city I educated myself is the capital city. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. I have to go back and do something great to my city. But yeah. the safety and the security for the girls yeah. and the word for the government yeah. and, 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 and the parent, we could not do anything. Yeah. So we have to go to the uh, so Northwest. F- yes, okay, you're in the Northwest. Where it's a little bit uh, risk, but brought the girls from uh, uh, in the capital city and south to the to the uh, northwest in Somalia yeah, because that's the only safe place they can play. That's why we build a basketball court in Garoe. So Garoe so far is a safe place. So they can travel from uh, Mogadishu, Kismayo, Baidaba, Adado, all the other cities, come to Garoe, gather together, make peace building through sports and play for fun and become friendly. I mean, it's a lot of different sisters, a lot of series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I work from Garoui wow. most of the time okay. right now. So that's the, that's the safest area in That's Somalia the safest right area for the girls. And from the beginning, when I went to Garoui, there's no basketball court. Right, that's, gonna, that's my next question, yeah. There's no, they never played basketball before. Oh! Some of them, they never touched the ball. Imagine. Oh, wow. And okay. right now, I create six teams for basketball. Yeah for girls and two teams football. And yeah. we are trying to expand at least 10, 10 teams. So your goal is 10 teams? My goal is 10 teams and each school is to have a team, each schools. So people have to travel to get to Garaway State. But do you arrange the travel? Like, do you bring buses or do they travel by themselves? Because if you have to travel far, this this makes it very, you know, it's more more difficult, you know? I wish we could travel buses, Yeah, but in between big cities is Al-Shabaab. So you, uh, the only way we can travel from Mogadishu to yeah. Garoue, it's by air. Oh, wow. You Oh, you fly. Yeah. And imagine prepare some flight. Yeah. Mogadishu to Garoue is $400. So, so uh, sometimes it's very difficult. I have to apply grants. I yeah, have to yeah. apply, you know, uh, international community to yep. bring one team to Mogadishu so they yep. can play, they can do integration. Yeah cultural exchange to get to know each other because we are all Somali but they cannot reach reach each other because of the of the challenges we have yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's 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 another challenge could you share with us a peace through sports moment that you experienced the city of Garoue mm-hmm. it's a lot of IDBS around displaced people yeah yes. so the city girls are not accepting Right, yes. Yeah. 
So when I come to Garoway, I give them two months to train them, to coach them, yeah. to educate them what's basketball, what's sports. Yeah. So I brought some IDBS in yeah. the team yeah. ah, to get okay. to know. The city girls are not accepting. Are we going to play with this girl? Right. <laughs> who doesn't even have a home? Yeah, yeah. And I was amazed because when I grew up in Somalia, it wasn't discrimination. Right. There's no tribes. We were all sisters and brothers, mm -hmm. free schools, yeah. free education, free health, and safe peace. Yeah. So working with them, it was a lot of problems behind. After I leave the court, yeah, fight. Oh no, kerosene. Yeah, and the poor people who coming from the IDBS. Yeah, working, harking three times than the city girl because mm -hmm. they want to challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to show their talent. Yeah. So that problem. We were working three months, wow. peace building, okay, yeah. understanding each other, talking to the girls from the IDPS, yeah. talking to the uh, uh, the girls, telling them that there's no different. We are Somali. We mm. speak one language. There's no uh, description between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have to work together. They never admitted. But one of them, she she has a talent. But before I came, she never came because she's scared from them. And so, then, so she's an IDP and she's uh, scared of the city girls. City girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when I was there, she was there. And I noticed her talent. Talent never going to be shadow. Yep. So I was supporting her. I was so proud where she comes from. When she told me where she comes from yeah. and how she cares about and loving basketball. And she plays soccer too. No, okay. And then I empowered her. I said, yeah. you're going to be the captain. And all the other city girls, they said, we're going to quit. Oh, okay. How did, you, how did you fix that? So working together, making some progress, yeah. talking to each other, getting to know each other, they accept it. And they're really happy now, and they are one team. Yes. So it's a lot of challenge. Yeah. It takes time. I, I would imagine that the social side of it actually takes longer than the physical training. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because overall, when they play basketball and they become a team, they will accept it, the leader. And respect, I suppose, as well. They also respect her a so lot. So right now, they respect it. They are friends. Sometimes yeah. they say, come over and sleep over the city. So that's a teamwork. That's absolutely teamwork. You have to build teamwork. And when teamwork comes, that's where you build in peace. So let me ask you, taking it a little bit further, what have you learned about resilience? Resilience is something I grew up. Yeah. As a young girl. Yeah, yeah. To be, I was playing uh, the army team, the Somali army team. We okay. Were, we, were, we were a champion. Uh, I became the captain. Yeah. I was very lucky. I was very close to my coach and I worked hard. Yeah. I got a scholarship at the university, uh, University District of Columbia in mm -hmm. US. 18 years old, doesn't speak English at all. Got a full scholarship. <laughs> full scholarship, imagine. Doesn't know anybody. Yeah. Except at the time my fiancé. Cannot speak the language at all. Cannot read anything. But she wants to play basketball. And they called me, they say, you got full scholarship. But I don't know where to start. So that's where you learn resistance. Yeah. Where you learn in caring. Where yeah. you learn to team up. And when you go through a lot of challenge, you know how to solve. Every challenge comes with solution. So you will always have a solution for that problem because you've been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. It makes you 
ISIS. That's why a lot of people say, how can you go back to Somalia? You're a role model for so many young women. It was an absolute honor to speak with you and listen to you. And I hope to play some role, or we as the hub, hope to play some role in empowering women through sports and peace building. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunities. Plus. The information and opinions presented in this podcast by the guest speakers are those of the speakers and do not imply endorsement or agreement by UNOCT, the United Nations, or any of its affiliated organizations.